0: Well, friends, I have some sad news. If you haven't already heard, Prophet Scott Lathrop has died. The Prophet Samuel is gone. I wrote on my Facebook. I uh, got off the program yesterday, and went over to Facebook to see if there was any updates on Prophet Scott. And uh, as many of you know, I think early part of December they had a Christmas party there at Solbate, and after the party, Brother Scott um, had Sister Jen take him over to the emergency room he wasn't feeling right Said something off here and they went in, did some tests and they said uh, you have four stage cancer and the cancer had spread to multiple organs as I understand it and prognosis was not good they don't give you much time and so he did his last uh, Facebook live posting gave that status report and asked for people out there to lift him up in prayer and stand in the gap for him and Of course, uh many of of us did that, and we're believing the Lord for healing for him there's not anything too hard for God, and unless it was a situation where the so sickness has unto death, and God wanted to take him. Well, we can stand in faith and believe God to heal him, also, give him more time. And uh, we, many of us, did that. Well, I went over to the page, and someone was reporting that he had passed. So I immediately called uh, Sister Chris Moore, part of the Soul Bait team, and she broke the news to me. Uh, he had just passed away a few hours earlier and went home to be with the Lord early hours, somewhere around 6, 6.30 a.m. Saturday, December 30th, yesterday. This is just devastating. So many of us love Prophet Scott and his family and were impacted by Soulbate Ministries all over the world everywhere they went. They blessed people with the word of the Lord, prayer, they did deliverance, miracles happened, they had had great classes on learning to hear God's voice, dreams and visions and they were just a blessing. So, I was thinking what to say and I'll just read what I put on my Facebook. Brother Scott was called by Yehovah at a young age as Samuel and Jeremiah before him. God began to speak to Scott and use him as a boy. He would hear God speak to him and begin the work of training him up to be a prophet to the nations. I've been in the church my entire life and I will tell you that uh, there is a thing called the gift of prophecy and many will prophesy as the Holy Spirit gives them the utterance. But that's different than what the Bible also talks about, the office of a prophet. Real, genuine individuals called by God to the office of a prophet are rare in fact Scott was the real deal and is one of only two people that I think I have personally met that I know of for certain were called to that office now I've had people prophesy to me that doesn't mean that they are a prophet they're operating in that prophetic gifting But he was a real deal. He was a bona fide prophet. And we can't make ourselves prophets. God has to call someone to that position. And Scott was called as a young boy. Just like Jeremiah the prophet and Samuel before him. I had the opportunity to meet Scott for the first time 15 years ago. It was around December 2008. It was over the Christmas holidays. I was visiting my brother Damon in Jacksonville, Florida. And my brother said, hey, I've got a friend I'd like you to meet. If you're interested, he's a prophet. And let him meet you. And let's see what the Lord has for you. He'll pray and he'll give you whatever the Lord gives him. I said, that'd be great because I certainly need some direction. I've got questions for God. What does he want me to do next in my life? I was at a crossroads. and It was at that meeting that the Father, Yahovah, spoke through Scott and confirmed a word that had been given to me by my grandmother, a prophetess. We just remember some three years earlier regarding the calling of Yahovah God on my life for ministry. Let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Well, Scott was my second witness. And what Scott prophesied that day to me lasts about a 21 minute session. I've got a tape. Told me many of the details of my future which I can say today, have come to pass just as he spoke it, and is continuing to unfold precisely as God said it would come to pass that day when Scott spake it. It wasn't long until we launched a Mega Man radio in, in 2010. I called on Prophet Scott, my friend, to come on the program and speak. I think uh, perhaps he thought maybe I'll just come on and speak one time but God gave us a, a beautiful idea. The same thing that he does in the theme of Sobe would do it in person not in public. I said why don't we open up the phone lines and let you take some calls and prophesied to people. It was a new thing in podcasting in 2010. I don't know too many other programs today even that was to do it. We called it the Soul Bait Prophetic Hotline. Brother Scott then later joined by Pastor Jen shortly thereafter and his wife and the team of Soul Bait, Alan Chris Moore and people like Sister Marianne and others. They would mend the phone lines. People would call in, many of you called in, to receive a prophetic word from the Lord. It was beautiful. And um, we continued this for the next 13 years, up to this 2023. how many programs and all we did, I'm going to have to tally them, but it was a lot. I'll forever treasure that time. Now, much of the story of Scott Lathrop has never been told on air. You may have heard me many times hint at it, but I said I made a promise to Scott that I would not repeat it on air unless he told me to, and he wasn't ready yet. So I never revealed what uh, what I know about his story he did tell some of it at a church conference and he sent me a copy of the tape 2011 or 12 I listened to it and he said never repeat this on air well all I can say right now is that if you knew the full story you would be blown away some of the exploits he had when he worked for the U.S. Navy. Well, some of the adventures he went on culminated in him being called to the White House to meet President Ronald Reagan, who was a commander-in-chief at that time when Scott was serving in the Navy in the 80s. Scott was given by President Ronald Reagan a special jacket, and Reagan was known that the people he really liked he would give a special presidential jar of jelly beans Scott got the jelly beans too for his heroism not even half the story has been told about Prophet Scott Lathrop an amazing man of God a real top gun Scott flew in fighter jets for the Navy and operated He sat in the back seat operated uh missiles and radar, etc. Well, I you want to say Scott was a real deal, a bona fide prophet of God. He loved his wife Jen, loved his two sons Jacob and Joseph loved his country of America and loved serving Jesus. Scott sure is going to be missed but I tell you one thing is for certain he finished the race he heard the words well done my good and faithful servant enter into the joy of the Lord he's with Jesus today We're celebrating another year. He's celebrating his first day in heaven. And I am excited to know I will see him again. You will see him again if we'll just finish the race God has called us to. He'll come back with Jesus Christ on a white horse. It's actually going to happen. And we'll see him. He'll be smiling. You know, he encouraged me and many of it, many of you out there to run like a racehorse with blinders on its eyes. In other words, just run for Jesus. Keep going. Don't stop. And he would always end his prophecy with, Go Jesus, or his message. I want to encourage you out there to lift up his family, Sister Jen Lathrop and Sons Joseph and Jacob, more details on his memorial service as we have them. I understand it's probably going to be some around the 13th at a, another minister's church in Florida. If we get any more details, I'll let you know. And it is my hope and prayer that Pastor Jen Lathrop and Solbate will continue. I want to encourage you out there to pray for them and also continue to support the work of Soulbait. You can go to soulbait.org. I just add that in. Well, praise God. It's not the end if you know Christ, just the beginning, and we will see those loved ones again. Another incentive to stay on track for Jesus, amen we're going to do speak my word here in just a moment just as I mentioned that I would and we're going to endeavor to do it every day, that's my goal we'll be back uh, Monday, this Monday all new Omega Man radio shows, we're back praise the Lord, we're going to keep going for Jesus as brother Scott exhorted us to go Go as far as we can, till the Lord calls us, or He returns, whichever comes first. And uh, I got a a song which will be timely. Then we'll come back and read the word. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome aboard, everybody. Today is December thirty first, two thousand twenty three actually here in Bali, Indonesia it's already 2.51 a.m. We've just uh, celebrated the first of 2024. I'm technically in the future. Going back in time to do this program. Well, we made it. Praise God. Another year. And uh, we're going to keep trucking for Jesus. We're going to pick up today over in the book of Samuel. I believe we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 5. 1 Samuel chapter 5. Eli, the prophet, heard the news that the ark had been taken by the Philistines. Tens of thousands of Israelites had been killed in the battle. His two sons also died in the battle. And one of the sons' wives who was pregnant heard the news She bowed herself over and groaned and went into labor, died, but before she died, the baby was born. They named the baby Ichabod, for the glory of the Lord has departed. Eli hears this news. He falls backwards off the venture chair where he was sitting, broke his neck, and died. And a curse was on his family, forever, because he allowed his two sons to play the sons of Belial and do wickedness in the temple of God where they served. He compromised. He should have obeyed. He should have obeyed uh, the adage: "Spare the rod and the child." and pulled out the rod we're going to pick up 1st Samuel chapter 5 the aftermath let's pray Father Yehovah in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I thank you for this opportunity to be here today another day we ask that you would go with us all in 2024 let your will be done God order our footsteps Let us not stumble. Forgive us of all our sins known and unknown back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. I pray God right now that you would loose ministering angels to sister Jen Lathrop and her sons Jacob and Joe. Help them Lord, lift them up in this time of sorrow. And bless them in Jesus' name. Cover this whole program in the blood of Jesus. Everybody tuning in. Your family members in Jesus' name. Well, we're going to uh, commence. Here we go. And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the Ark of God, they brought it unto the house of Dagon, and set it by Dagon. Dagon was a fish god. I think it was fashioned like a fish, similar to the the mitre cap that the Pope wears. Looks like a vertical fish with its mouth open. And when they rose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the ground before the ark of Jehovah, And the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Only the stump. He just had a weird thought. Flashback, 1980. I remember seeing a lizard. And its head and torso were bit off. All that was there was like a stump. Ooh. I think I had them in a thorium and something I ate him. Therefore neither the priest of Dagon nor any that came into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon and Ashdod unto this day. But the hand of Jehovah was heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and smote them with emeralds, even Ashdod and the coast thereof. What are hemorrhoids? Tumors? Hemorrhoids? Or a disease called the bleeding piles? Ooh. Hemorrhoids. in their secret parts. Hemorrhoidal tumors. Bleeding piles. That's not good, is it? And when the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, The ark of the God of Israel shall not abide with us, for his hand is sore upon us and upon Dagon our God. They sent therefore and gathered all the lords of the Philistines unto them, and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried about unto Gath. They carried the ark of the God of Israel about thither. It was so, that after they had carried it about, the hand of Yahovah was against a city with a very great destruction, and he smote the men of the city, both small and great, and they had emeralds in their secret parts. Therefore they sent the ark of God to Ekron, and it came to pass, as the God, excuse me, as the Ark of God came to Ekron, and the Ekronites cried out, saying, "They have brought about the Ark of the God of Israel to us, to slay us and our people." So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines, and said, "Send away the Ark of the God of Israel, and let it go again to its own place, that it slay us not, and our people." For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. The men that died not were smitten with the imrods and the cry of the city went up to heaven. Wow! And the ark of Jehovah was in the country of the Philistines seven months, and the Philistines called for the priest and the diviners, saying. What shall we do to the Ark of Yahovah? Tell us wherewith we shall send it to its place. His place. They said, If you send away the Ark of God, of Israel, send it not empty, but in any wise return him a trespass offering. Then ye shall be healed. It shall be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. God was angry. Then they said, what shall the trespass offering be, which we shall return to him? They answered, five golden emeralds and five golden mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For one plague was on you all and on your lords. Make like a golden sculpture of the emeralds. I don't know exactly how you do that, but that's what they did. Wherefore, then do ye harden your hearts, as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts, when he had wrought wonderfully among them? Did they not let the people go, and they departed? Now therefore make a new cart, and make two milk kine, on which there hath come no yoke, and tie the kine to the cart, and bring their calves home from them. Basically two milk cows. And take the ark of Jehovah, and lay it upon the cart, and put the jewels of gold, which he returned him for a trespass offering, in a coffer by the side thereof, and send it away, that it may go. And see, if it goeth up by the way of his own to the coast at Beth Beth Well, then he hath done us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that smote us. It was a chance that happened to us. The men did so, took two milk cows, and tied them to the cart, and shut up their calves at home. Then laid the ark of Jehovah upon the cart, and the coffer with the mice of gold and the images of their emeralds. And the kine took the straightway to the way of Beshemesh, and went along the highway, lowing as they went, and turned not aside to the right hand to the left hand. And the lords of the Philistines went after them unto the border of Beshemesh. And they of Beshemesh were reaping their harvest, their wheat harvest, in the valley, and they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. And the cart came into the field of Joshua, a beshemite, stood there where there was a great stone. They clave the wood of the cart and offered the kine of burnt offering unto Jehovah. and the Levites took down the ark of the Lord. And the coffer that was with it, wherein the jewels of gold were, and put them on the great stone, and the men of Beshemesh offered burnt offerings and sacrificed sacrifices that same day with Jehovah. When the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron the same day. And these are the golden nimrods which the Philistines return for a trespass offering unto Yehovah, for Ashdod one, for Gaza one, for Askelon one, for Gath one, for Ekron one, and the gold mice, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines, belonging to the five lords, both fenced cities, and of country villages, even to the great stone of Abel, Whereon they set down the ark of Jehovah, which stone remaineth unto this day in the field of Joshua, the Beshemite. And he smote the men of Beshemesh, because they had looked into the ark of Jehovah. Even he smote of the people 50,000 and 70 men. And the people lamented, because Jehovah had smitten many of the people with a great slaughter. And the men of Beshemesh said, Who is able to stand before the holy God? And to whom shall he go up from us? And they sent messengers to the inhabitants of kirch saying, The Philistines have brought again the ark of Yahweh. come ye down, and fetch it up to you. I'm going to stop right there. First Samuel 6. That's all we're going to do for tonight. I've gotten extremely tired and uh, I must go to bed. I've been going to bed six thirty and 7 and uh, tomorrow I've really got to go to bed early to get up and do our uh, 7 p.m. show. So we're going to move the Speak My Word back over to the uh, earlier slots and we'll be able to do more. With that I wanted to make that announcement tonight about Prophet Scott Lathrop. God richly bless you. Happy New Year to you and your family and uh, look forward to being with you again tomorrow and um, every day Monday through Friday for Omega Man Radio, daily for Speak My Word. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.